0: The amount of women who message me on a regular basis who are like okay like I took your advice I went to get lab work and they wouldn't run it which is insane like we have a right to know what's going on in our bodies first of all and they're like oh your labs are normal and I'm like okay normal doesn't mean shit though we want optimal and then she's like I feel terrible but everything came back normal so my doctor just told me to like eat a thousand calories and fast and I was like are you freaking kidding me if you're not feeling good there is something going on I don't care what anyone tells you you know your body better than anyone else and if you don't feel well something is going on and you need to keep finding Someone else who will like actually listen and validate that and actually give you something to do.
1: What's going on, friends? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside. Now, if you are new to my corner of the internet, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Now, I have a really cool episode for you today. This is another one of my in-person interviews and I'm telling you they are so much more fun. They are the vibes are on a different level and I'm really excited to bring it you this one today because it's going to help you a lot. I brought back onto the show my friend Stephanie Fusnick. Now with Stephanie, she has been on the podcast before we talked about some metabolism stuff or not metabolism metabolism, but menopause stuff specifically because Stephanie, um, is one of the greatest when it comes to stuff around menopause and whatnot. So that's why I wanted to bring her onto the show again, because it was in person and just to talk more in depth about all of this stuff. Um, because I want, because a lot of stuff has changed in her life. And I think that, you know, you guys will be able to learn a lot from some of the things that she's implemented. Like the, um, she had a lot of life things go on, like how she, how she dealt with the grief of passing up her mom, um, and some other things in life that are going on with schedules being crazy and travel and all this stuff. So I, think hearing some of her tactics and strategies around all of that busyness, grief, getting married, like the whole nine yards is going to be helpful. But at the same time, the reason I wanted to get her back on was I want to talk more about um, metabolism and menopause specifically. So uh, because a lot of times there's this big this big issue around menopause and fat loss, where a lot of people think because of what doctors say or because of what you know stuff on Facebook says or whatever, that menopause is the death sentence for fat loss, and it's not the case at all. But there are very specific ways you want to go about losing weight the right way if you have menopause, whether you're in, the, whether it's no matter what stage of menopause you're in. So I figured why not actually bring on someone who is an expert in that field. And I wanted to, to just interview them that way to give you guys as much value as possible to help you get from where you're at to where you want to be. Most of our clients, like, t- like a ma- vast majority of our client base um, have menopause or whether they're in perimenopause or the different phases of menopause. So we deal with this all the time, but I always think it helps having just another person person's point of view who does this stuff as well so i know you're gonna love what stephanie has to say i know you're gonna learn a lot be sure and stick around be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and i will shut up now and get stephanie on what's up steph how how are you
0: i'm doing great i'm doing great
1: is this your first in-person podcast
0: uh well i did one with taylor actually okay your husband
1: in your own living room doesn't count
0: then yes okay let's go (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it um, I after doing this I do not want to go back to remote podcasts like I think I want to like just book flights. it's
0: just like different to like vibe off each other it's I a
1: total total vibe and it's just almost like any other conversation like, like like hanging out is so much more fun than zoom hanging out yeah it's you not know the same. but so this is number two is in second two. time number yeah. two so what's new in the life of Steph since last oh, time? I got married yeah off-camera Hubby's over here. He is here. Making great jokes. It's
0: going to be really distracting.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. It makes us even better. Taylor's over here like make, making like penis hand gestures. Yeah. Like, oh, keep a straight face. So Yeah, it's
0: not great. Well,
1: you guys got married. Now, you guys got married pretty quick, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Like, we met in December. I moved in in January, engaged in March, married in July. Well, cause I re- so I haven't even known him a year yet. So
1: I remember... We were all sitting at coaching con no, one of the coaching cons, and you're like, Oh, I need to get married. Ah, oh, I like wanna get. I wanna being alone sucks. Yeah. Well now, it was
0: just like it was like single and bored, and then I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll just like marry my work. And then I did for a while and then Then this
1: bastard came into your life.
0: Yeah, but I mean I was on the dating <laughs> I was on the dating apps for a long time and then it was like uh, like like if I want to work more than I want to like see you then i don't know like if i don't even want to talk to you like this isn't like worth meeting you in person he was like literally the only person that like survived more than two days of texting
1: mm. he's like you know what i don't want to see you that much either so this works out great <laughs> 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 i love it um what else anything else other well other than like you got a farm now
0: yeah, we have lots of, like, goats. I I never thought I would love a goat so much, <laughs> which is really weird. It's like, like a we coarse a,
1: puppy. That's all it is. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, we, one of the little goats got out and, like, kind of hurt his leg. And, like, I cannot believe how panicked and, like, distraught I was over this little goat's leg. Not, like, like, he's okay now. He's good. Don't worry. But, like, yeah, it was, I was, I cannot believe I'm so attached to a goat. Mm. It's really weird.
1: Are they named? Are all your animals named? Oh, yeah.
0: Named? There's 12 of them. I don't know if I could name them all off the top of my head right now, but our little babies. Oh, so babies, you're a poser. Yeah, a little bit. Kidding. I have my favorites, and I know Taylor's their names.
1: right now. <laughs> He's like, "How dare you not know the names of all of our babies and the colors of their eyes?" I,
0: I have the, my favorites' names mm. remembered. I think if I had them all there, I could like actually like list them all off the names. But I don't off the top of my head. I'm I'm gonna forget like two that I don't care about. Are probably. you
1: now? Do you name them like human names? Like 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 my no. brother names his dog like Kirk. Like, See, but I
0: love that. I really want, like, a little, like, a wiener dog named Frank. Mm.
1: That's well, Because like, of, like, lifelong. Frank hot dogs?
0: Yeah. We have
1: a Gus. We have a Gus. You do yeah. have a Gus? <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and a Messi. A Messi. He's a goat. Oh, I love it. Like, Lionel Messi and Beckham. Mm. But, like, no actual, like, people names. Just, like, the little cow Theo you is like, the only Kevin, people name. Kevin, Sarah. Oh, Kevin is Jason. a good name.
1: Kevin's a great goat name. I'm sorry for any Kevins listening. You have a goat name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll name our next goat after you, Kevin.
1: That's right. Name one Jared. Jared, quit fucking
0: humping your brother
1: or whatever. Like.
0: They, they do that sometimes. It's uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: they're bored. Like, oh, so you couldn't help myself. <laughs> our, our, so our male dog does that. He's really humpy. Um, and humpy. He, sh- he shouldn't be because he got fixed. Like, when we got him when he was like 13 weeks old and he was already fixed, which is like fucked his testosterone up. Yeah. But I don't want it. I'm glad they did. I don't want it any higher. That little... He's like he's older for, he's probably six or seven now as a dog. And he humps like a fucking teenage boy. It is ridiculous. So he'll come over and get all super excited. Wow. That's really loud. He'll come over and, and people are, he's like, what's up? And just like, 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 Oh, sorry. Remy's a little, too stimulated. Could you imagine if like we were like that, like people? It's like, hey, what's up? I'm, Jer- I'm sorry, sorry. That just happens. Like, I couldn't imagine.
0: I I don't know that I would have many friends. Imagine like, no, societally,
1: just, like my female dogs do it too.
0: I don't even know how to respond to this.
1: I don't. Know, it's probably because I don't know. Anyway, like, yeah, this is Stephanie, we're the menopause expert, and we're talking about patterns of dogs humping. Oh my so, gosh. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is great. Um, what else, Anything else new? Anything else or that? Or, I mean, those are some pretty big moves. Like, like those far, are like
0: the big monumental ones yeah. for sure. But like, yeah, other than that, life's just like chilling. Nothing's too crazy. Mm. Traveling a lot more. Yeah. But that's okay.
1: Yeah. So the question, so that makes, I have two thoughts. No, number one is I, everyone's answers to this is different. Is there anything you've changed your mind on or opinion on lately? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: oh that's like a loaded one
1: yeah um we'll keep it let's say in the realm of like clienty stuff weight loss and hormones like all that like is there anything that you've changed your perspective or opinion or view on
0: like we do lots of like specialized stuff and things like that with like hormones and all that kind of stuff but i think people just get so caught up in like pigeonholing themselves of like this must be like the issue and i gotta fix this 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 and even when people come in and they do hormone testing and stuff, and say, like, okay, yeah, like this is tanked or this is tanked. But really, it's like, okay, but well, how do you fix this? We fix this by like eating enough food, sleeping, having enough hydration. And I think sometimes in the health and fitness field, even with us, like I think sometimes you try to like over specialize things when really mm. it's okay, yeah, so you have all these things and it's really important, like low progesterone and high cortisol and yada, yada, yada. but what the root thing comes down to is the basics and i think we try to overcomplicate things sometimes um so like we do have our specialty stuff but like then people are mad because they get like the tests of like okay well you just gotta eat more carbs and they're like pardon what like so i think just learning to not try and like go to like level 12 before you get to like level Mm. one of are you eating like three meals a day or are we doing like Seven one day and sure. two the next. So I think just like simplifying things a bit more because it's, it's easy to get caught up in the hormone stuff because it's I like it. It's exciting. Yeah, and It's f- like what <laughs> I <nerd>. love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but I think from a practicalities point, that's 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 an important thing where people if their go to, if they can't even do like the basic stuff, mm-hmm. one has no business making the complex stuff. Even we were talking with Lane Norton about that yesterday yeah. where he's like, no, you have to prove to me. You can do basic fucking shit before I fancy your protocol up. You yeah. have to prove to me. Otherwise we have no business doing it.
0: Well, it's like same with like exercise, same with nutrition. It's like people want all these like advanced workouts and stuff. And it's like, but have you mastered and like crushed out like a, like a like are you squatting are you lunging like it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be fancy i think people want fancy cuz it's like cool and sexy and like it's easy to market where it's like hey stacy have you tried drinking water and it's like that doesn't sell good no no <laughs> not at all
1: <laughs> um but at the end of the day if stacy can't drink water i bet your magic carb cycling strategy with super intricate nutritional periodization isn't no, like going that's not gonna to work. last more than about forty-eight hours. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: And I think that's just like, I think in business, even like we've tried like to fancy stuff up sometimes or things like that, and it's like, uh, okay, like we went we went too far one way. Like we need to come back and just like simplify stuff. And I think it's easy to do that in like all aspects of life. Like we come up with like these fucking ridiculous like morning routines oh, yeah. and like. Uh, I don't know if it was at this conference or another one and it's like you know it's like okay you had your I think Lane talked about it but I also uh, Jonathan Goodman did too and it was um, at the other conference I went to and it was like you know everyone's like okay yes you have this morning routine and you do your meditation and you do this and you do that and the cold plunge and yada 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 and that's how you get your stress levels down I'm like do you really think That someone who's got like three kids under the age of seven has time to do an ice bath every morning and meditate. Like, no, that's not not the goal in the morning. That's not realistic. So it's like, but people forget what their life was like during these like busy grind type times. Because people are always like, how did you grow your business so much? I'm like, I was single. My mom had passed away. I literally had nobody to take care of. It was me in a house by myself. No goats no goats at this time no <laughs> goats but like i had a i had a cat a cat and that was it and it's like all all i did was work i went to the gym i like ate out of my air fryer super like good nutrition it was like more cost affordable like mm. i didn't have a ton of variables so it's like i could focus on one thing and like literally dedicate my life to it but it's like now it's different cuz like now i have someone i actually want to spend time with and like i'm not going to the gym like every single day and I'm not doing like copious amounts of like meal prep or you know like it's just it's so different so sometimes I think we really forget about what real life is like because people are like oh yeah now I'm at this point and this is what life is like It's like, okay but to get you to where you are now it was different your circumstances were different so it's like you really have to think about that stuff um and I think that's like a big flaw with like all this shit you see on social media of like Mm like all this stupid morning routine, evening routine. I'm like, do you think any regular person working nine to five with children and activities after has time for a two hour morning and be- yeah. nighttime routine? Like that's obscene.
1: I, I, there's, there's this one page. I don't follow the dude. Um, but it pops up on my shit. Probably it's because I watch it longer and cause I get shitty about it. It's like, um, the guy it makes it's, you so
0: mad. It's, it's like these
1: pages <laughs> where like it'll take them 25 minutes to make their bed. It's like, it's like uh, like they're getting out like special perfumes and colognes. They're um, they're uh, like he he gets an iron for his sheets. Like you know what you used to like for like a shirt. He like why he'll, he'll fold like you ever, like imagine if I said I'll, you're gonna have to wrap this Christmas gift, but you'll if you do it perfect you'll make a million dollars. You would think about the time and intention and effort. Mm-hmm. You would do that. That's what they're doing to their bed, and they're like getting an iron out and they're like taking 18 seconds the way they lay their pillow down. And I'm like. He did this for a YouTube video and his bed is Mm -hmm. never made. Like I guarantee it. Like my bed's not made in the other room. Like my shit's everywhere. Like, (laughs) but, but at the end of the day, I I think people look at these things on online Mm -hmm. or look at people they look up to like these big fits fitspo influencers Mm -hmm. and they think that's actually how they live. I've actually had other coaches talk, tell me that, um, they'll do like just to put the facade online, like to my face, they're like, yeah, I'll go and prep for this one photo shoot, take 300 pictures. And that's my Instagram role for the next year. Yeah. And that's in, in, and, and like, if you watch, it's like, oh yeah, you're wearing the exact same clothes for the last year. Or mm-hmm. you're like, you're wearing the same necklace or your hair, like the way your part is in your hair. It's the exact same yeah. because it's the facade they're trying to put online.
0: Yeah, no, it's not real at all. And I think so many people do that. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, I was getting mad at me. She's like, we need new photos of you because we've been using the same ones forever. But I'm like, all of them are just me eating a donut. Like <laughs> honestly, most of them. Yeah. So it's like, but it's just like, even the people who are like film their morning routines, like it's like they get out of bed and their hair already looks great. Their makeup's done up. I'm like, this is not authentic. Like if you saw me, we should probably do this actually. I think it'd be super funny. It's uh,
1: like
0: Instagram versus reality. Like I usually shower and then go to sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, Oh my gosh. I look like a gremlin slash Medusa. Like it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Hang on, hang
1: on. Confirm or deny? Or plead the fifth? I would confirm, but we love it. Good answer. That's right. I hope these, I hope these pick that up. That's great. (laughs) Taylor says confirm, but we love it. (laughs) Fucking hot. I
0: have a great husband. Great husband.
1: Well, you know, I think it's funny though. If you think about it, I'll see... People will, and I get it. We, we all create content. So if we're like vlogging, it's, you know, you have to set things up. Yeah. Like, like I was, I did a YouTube video and like, I was me like going through my front door, which means I had to go through my front door off camera, set my camera up, click record, (laughs) go back into my house, shut the door, (laughs) then record myself walking out. Like we get that. Yeah. But like for the people that record their morning routines, I mean, could you imagine like getting up, looking like a rag doll, setting your camera up getting yourself pretty putting your makeup on yeah. checking everything checking the teeth all the stuff hitting record getting back in bed then fake yawning when you wake Ugh. up that and makes the, you want
0: to throw up you,
1: you know what i'm saying but like that's what like it, it's and it's only going to get worse like you realize like even from like a coaching aspect ai is going to mm-hmm. have like all the videos of all these perfect coaches marketed to the our same demographic yeah but
0: no it's it's insane because andrew coates had actually like was like yeah half these like fitness influencers you're seeing now are like ai generated yeah which is insane
1: which i think honestly i think almost it's like part of it's like scary but the part of it's like or you just have to not be perfect and like show your flaws yeah. and be authentic and like do the no you know ai wouldn't do yeah and but then that's gonna be now now the new norm is where yeah. it's like showing more like less edified less pretty less stuff
0: well i had one client so steph's
1: gremlin is going to come out (laughs) on all her content now
0: (laughs) my uh my one of my clients she was like you know i really appreciate that you don't have a six-pack and i'm like that's like so nice to hear that there no one's putting pressure on me to look a certain way to make me credible it's really nice yeah
1: that's awesome (laughs) that's funny um well and and i think circling back like i think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said well it's not realistic and that's the thing I think that you you do a really good job at. You take these really scary, complex, overwhelming subjects like hormone health or gut health, menopause, PCOS, like all the things, but you make it where they're not scary and not not overwhelming and it's really practical. And but that's the thing. It's practical in terms of mm-hmm. how to fix it. Like you, you said, like drink water. Hey, eat carbs before bed. Hey, let's not diet for like the next 12 weeks and just like get yeah. your baseline of your toler- caloric tolerance where it should be. Versus like when these people go to their doctors, like you have Ugh. PCOS and it's it's almost like or like like uh like um or like any of the le- levels of menopause, it's almost like they turn the lights down and, and like play the Jaws theme music and it's like done. Honestly. You know what I mean?
0: No, I get like <clears> the <throat> amount of women who message me on a regular basis who are like, Okay, like I took your advice, I went to get lab work, one, they wouldn't run it, which is like
1: super. I had to guilt my doctor into testing my numbers.
0: Yeah, which is insane. Like, we have a right to know what's going on in our bodies, first of all. And they're like, oh, your labs are normal. And I'm like, okay, normal doesn't mean shit, though. Like, we want optimal. And, like, if you're not testing regularly, like, then we can see if the trends are, like, moving in the right direction or the wrong direction. Um, and, like, really understanding what your like, what you're doing before you get those tested levels. Because, like, blood work gives you, like, a glimpse in time, right? Like, it's not, like, a 24-hour thing or anything like that. And so one girl's like, oh, like my cortisol was like normal. Okay, like what were you doing? So well, I was fasted. I'm like, okay, but how long were you awake for before you went? Because that's gonna make a difference. And then she was like, okay, like it was like two hours. I'm like, okay, good, that's great. And then she's like, but I did work out for an hour before I went. And I'm like, okay, so then your cortisol actually should have been like way, way higher than where mm. it was. So that's telling me context matters. Yeah, I'm like something's going, something's going on. Yeah. And then she's like, well, and I feel terrible, but everything came back normal. So my doctor just told me to like eat a thousand calories and fast and I was like are you freaking kidding me like if you're not feeling good there is something going on like I don't care what anyone tells you you know your body better than anyone else and if you don't feel well something is going on and you need to keep finding someone else who will like actually listen and validate that and actually give you something to do because if someone's like just eat a thousand calories and fast it's like that's so vague, that's so overwhelming, because then you're gonna go to Google and then that's a nightmare. And it's like, no one actually gives you like a tangible thing of like, okay, let's just try and have protein at every meal. Or let's do this for two weeks and then we'll add on the next thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so overwhelming and then people become like super anxious and upset because they don't know where to start, they feel hopeless, there's so much information. You go to Google and that's a dumpster fire. Like, it's brutal and you can find Like, if you want to fast, you can find studies that'll tell you fasting is good. But it's like you need to understand the context of like your specific situation. And it's like, did your doctor to ask you like, how's your psychological health? Are your relationships good? How's your financials? Like, are you stressed about money? How's your sleep? Are you struggling with X, Y, Z? How's your nutrition? Are you eating this? Are you what? Like, you know, they don't, they don't actually see the whole picture, they focus on one number and then tell you it's normal or not normal, and then gives you a band-aid approach. And it's like, that's, that's crazy. Like you can't just take a thyroid number and be like, okay, it's just this. And it's like, there's like 11 systems in your body. Mm-hmm. Like they're all going to like affect each other. You can't isolate things. That's not how things work. Everything influences everything else. So like that's super frustrating to me when you see doctors be like, oh, it's just this or, oh, it's your cholesterol. Let's just take this out. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, did you ask if they exercise? Like, that's a pretty solid question to ask.
1: Yeah, so so what do people do? So like for the, for the person that's listening, that's like, wow, you just described my medical history. Like, you know, <laughs> what, what do they do?
0: Honestly, it sucks, but you gotta keep going to different doctors, which is a freaking nightmare, because yeah. sometimes you can't get in. Like, I still don't have a doctor, which is brutal. I've had one good doctor in like all my years of living, which is mm-hmm. like insane, because she was really good and then she moved uh, during COVID and got like moved up or whatever and I was like oh, all the good ones with a good client care end up moving up because they're so good and you're left with people that aren't good <laughs> with client care or it's not their area that they like like they're like oh, I don't really care about menopause symptoms like eh. like healthcare is just so vast so trying to find someone who can specialize but honestly like I did a podcast with Salda note and he was like find a good coach find a good like functional medicine doctor like you're gonna be better off that way um, but like wait until you find the person that asks you the right questions mm-hmm. is what I would say.
1: I was talking. So yesterday, um, uh, one of my other guests was were talking about the therapist she works with mm-hmm. and, um, and she's one of my favorite, like I don't work with her. Um, she's actually making a connection to get her on the show, um, uh, which is a dream come true. But she said just the intake form was totally different. She said, mm-hmm. um, what well, was Amy? Um, so Amy was talking oh, yeah. about the other therapist she's worked with before. Um, You have the therapy session and it's like, okay, so tell me about you and your story and your life, your childhood Mm -hmm. versus the other therapist. um, It was Dr. Nicole Mm LaPera and um, who I really hope this goes through. And I would love to interview Dr. LaPera, but um, her intake form took her two hours.
0: Yeah. Like there's so much that you should, especially with like mental health stuff. There's a lot. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. She said when she did her intake form, just in terms of questions was like, what were the rules in your house when you were little? Like, what, like, did your parents label you? Like, it was like, what were other, like, and it was so, it almost seems off the wall. It's like, why would that matter? But it does. Totally. But but, but it's like the same thing. Well, um, we do the same thing with clients. I know you guys do too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a big piece is like, well, what questions do they ask? I think it's a big, big indicator.
0: Yeah, huge. Like, if they are only checking, like, lab work and not asking you anything else, or if, like, you answer and there's no follow-up questions, that's just like, ooh, like, mm while these people are like, hey, can you calculate my calories for me? I'm like, sure. I send them a, a question, like a like 12 questions. And then they'll usually try and like be bullet point, right? Cause it's like through Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need you to like elaborate on this, I'm gonna need you to elaborate on this. And like, you can tell they get frustrated. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not giving anyone any sort of advice until I know more, because like, then it might not actually be for you or yeah. it might not be successful for you or it can make things worse. And like. The first like ethical principle in everything is do no harm. Like that is number one. So like if you're not asking the questions, you cannot be sure that right. you are not eliciting harm in some way. Yeah. or form.
1: Well, context changes everything. Hundred um, percent. Totally. Like uh, one of my favorite analogies with with just context alone um, is uh, imagine someone's banging on your door at three in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and you immediately go like something's wrong. You're like. You might be grabbing something that goes, chick, chick, or you may be like grabbing the baseball bat, and you're like, "If someone, been-
0: you're in America or Canada." Truth, like, you're,
1: okay, you, you are, you are in a a state of something bad might be happening. If some yep. fellow is at my house at three in the morning banging my door down, like mm-hmm. obviously this is bad. Um, but then as you approach the door, he yells, "Hey, your goat barn is on fire," and runs away, like. One piece of context—it's like took the, the, the analogy I've heard with this is um, how do you, how to go from a unwelcomed guest or an unwelcomed pest to a welcomed guest, and it was just exactly. context mm-hmm. changed everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's it's even that's just a surface level analogy, but it's ten times more here when you're dealing mm-hmm. with like all of this intricate stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it like it like you can't like I said like it's, that's like taking lab work and be like oh it's this or you going in and be like ah, I think I'm struggling with my mental health. And they just give you like anti-anxiety meds or antidepressants sure which like works for some people but like in menopause for example low estrogen results in a lot of like cognitive changes like Mm -hmm. a ton so it's like how about we address like nutrition and like really help with hormone health as best as we can and what that looks like like why is the first response always just like a band-aid and then people aren't asking why is this happening yeah like that's a huge thing like and you should ask your doctor why are you putting me on this and like, if they get mad at you, that's like a red flag to me. I'm a terrible patient though. I will like, I'm not leaving until I get the lab work I want yeah. <laughs> and I will ask a bajillion questions and they'll be like upset or whatever. And it's like, well, I can see you Googling stuff too. Like I can, I can ask the questions. It's important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're a nightmare of <laughs> a patient. Oh, like, for sure. Well, I but, but, like, but, but I think people should be, I think yeah. if you are not getting the clarity that you need and your problems are getting solved, you should be. Mm-hmm. more of an advocate for yourself Christy and I were talking about this on, on the podcast the other day um, yesterday is most people are not an advocate enough for themselves my, mm-hmm. my wife and I have had this conversation with her sleep stuff um, she went through for years through regular doctors who just say kept saying oh sweetie, you need to sleep more you need to sleep more you need to sleep more and she's like bitch I sleep 18 hours a day and, yeah. I, and I still and something's wrong um, yeah it wasn't until she fired another doctor and got another doctor he got here doctor and he says Wait, something else is here. I want to do these tests. I want to do this sleep yeah. study. I want to do this, this, and this. Homegirl has narcolepsy. Uh, <laughs> oh my
0: gosh!
1: Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, Shelby's narcoleptic as fuck. So, um, yeah. I
0: didn't know that. Full blown
1: narcolepsy, spinal fluid issue. Oh yeah, complete. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and she's now medicated for it. Um, she must feel so much better yeah but like i mean she still feels like shit because it's narcolepsy is still one of those things there's not a lot of research on and so it's like oh this pill seems to help your symptoms so let's start this she doesn't sleep 18 hours a day now because but but and she's so much better Like she couldn't drive like more than 20 minutes without like gosh you know and it's not just like narcolepsy isn't just like what I call eye tire where you're just mm-hmm. sleepy it is like full body fatigue you haven't slept in four days oh my gosh that's um, wild yeah but all her doctors were just like sleep more sleep more because they wouldn't mm. listen or do tests or check anything yeah. so it's cool. always the same thing
0: yeah And no, and that's like what happened with my mom so like she was diagnosed with cancer like 10 years ago she like had her like I had a tumor removed had her surgery did like preventative chemo because it like wasn't like too red flaggy and was fine for nine years red
1: flaggy yeah quite an you know analogy.
0: Whatever, anyways, so then in May, what is it, 2023, so 2022, so May of like 2021, like my mom was like healthy, like she would bike to work like an hour because she like enjoyed it, would like leisurely take her time, leave the house like 5 a.m., just like the most like just enjoy things, Um, and then all of a sudden she started having like a ton of breathing problems. It was like one day she started walking up the stairs and had to like sit because she like could not catch her her breath so she went to the doctor and they were like okay like this is it sounds like asthma like we'll give you some inhalers and I'm like how does a woman who is like so aerobically fit go from like but like asthma would be something that like doesn't just come out of nowhere where all of a sudden you can't breathe and the inhalers weren't doing anything and I was like mom you need to go get like scans done like because if colon cancer spreads, it's lungs and liver. Like, we, we need to do this. Like, And she's like, okay, okay, well. Then she go to the doctor by herself. And like, if I was there, obviously, probably would have. I mean, rolled your left. sleeves up and got yeah, rowdy. <laughs> I'm, not, 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 I'm not going anywhere. Um, but they like kept just saying it was asthma, asthma, whatever. So that was in May. Um, and then over Christmas, she got COVID. And I had traveled before, so I hadn't seen her. So I hadn't seen her in like two months. And then she's like, Steph, I'm having like the worst back pain. Like, can you help me? And at that time, I had my clinic. So like, okay, she walked in and like instantly my heart sank. She dropped 20 pounds in three weeks. She looked like trash. She was in so much pain. I'm like, I am taking to eMERGE right now. Like something is wrong. She's like, no, I think I just like pulled something. I'm like, no, like this is something is wrong. Like this is not okay. So we went to eMERGE and I was like, they're doing all the screens for like, like back fractures and stuff. I'm like, I've already done that. Like, that's not what's going on here. It's my job. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm like, can you just do like an x-ray? I'm like, because she had colon cancer nine years ago. If it spreads, it goes to lung and liver. She's been having breathing problems since May. It is now January. Can you get some scans? And they're like, oh, the likelihood that's so rare, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, can you just do me a solid? And like, I'm not leaving. Like, you don't have to leave. You can sit there. They will not kick you out. You can stay there. So we did um and then eventually they took her in for an x-ray to check for like back fractures nothing shocking because you know i already checked that um so they're like okay we'll just like do an ultrasound her whole left lung was collapsed because of a tumor blocking her bronchial on her left side oh, so then wow. yeah so like i was pissed off because i was like Buck, if someone would have listened to me fucking back in may of last year this could have been like dealt with so then they like um, did scans and stuff, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, like it's cancer." Like we did the biopsy, and like I knew it. Like as soon as they told me, I'm like, "Fuck! Like this is we're looking at like years probably." So then they go in to like do the scans. They told us they were gonna do treatment, and then she fell out of bed like two nights later, trying to like go to the bathroom, and they did scans again, and it was in her brain, and like the tumors were growing so quickly, she was gone in two weeks. And it's like so that's why I'm a huge. Oh dang it! I was doing yes. so good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is why I'm so such a huge advocate for health. Ah oh, dang it! Um, because like, like that could have been prevented. And I've heard so many stories of people like, like having the same situation where it's just like, doctors aren't listening to you, and like you know something's wrong with your body. Like yeah. you, you know. And like to get your concerns sloughed off is insane. And like like she could have been still here, you know? Like, and she was like in her fifties when she died. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, for me, I'm such a huge advocate for stuff. And I'm like, be that asshole patient. Honestly, I don't care. Like, because I hear this story so often. I know people whose parents died because they said they checked off the blood work before they were um like taken out of the hospital and they didn't. And her dad died of sepsis in his home the next day. And it's just like, it's so like, I think our healthcare system honestly sucks. I've heard it on both sides. Of I was America. gonna say over here. you like, yeah. I know you're talking
1: in Canada, but like over here is shitty as fuck too. Yeah. And it's like,
0: it's so, <laughs> it's so broken. Like if you have like a broken bone or you need a surgery, great, obviously you want a doctor to fix that shit. I think we do a absolutely horrendous job at chronic conditions and then like if you toss hormones and shit like that it's yeah. like good
1: luck it seems to be a lot of the conversations i've been having lately the running theme of like um, of value yourselves enough where you have to be the craziest advocate for yourself yeah. even if that which goes against a lot of like if you struggle with your own worthiness if you struggle with people mm-hmm. pleasing if you struggle with like oh i don't want to rock the boat but like this is the shit that's on the line yeah. and I think this is why it's important to talk about um where it obviously matters in and it and, and it's such a big deal but but no one but but the system doesn't take no it and way.
0: it's it's crazy and it affects your quality of life like this is an extreme case obviously but like let's say you're struggling with hot flashes and you can't sleep during the night That's a fucking problem like that's gonna that's gonna leak into your entire life like you're if you're not sleeping well you have no energy you're not gonna be able to lose weight you're gonna feel crappy you don't have the energy to do stuff with your family you're not productive at work but like they're like uh whatever like take this hopefully it helps like take a little bit of this without even testing hormones half the time they just hand out hrt like nobody's business i'm like or you figure out where they are first then you can like Mm -hmm. figure out the proper dosage and stuff but it's like it matters. And like, just like for, in that instance, it may not be a life or death thing, but like nobody thought like quote unquote asthma was like a life or death thing. And turns out, yeah, it it's is. It's a brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, is insane.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, do you have any other than just being an asshole patient? Do you, <laughs> I'm, from, a huge, from,
0: I'm a huge advocate for being an asshole patient, I love it. honestly. Well, so
1: are there other things like how does someone go about fine in your opinion? How does someone go about finding the bed, a better, um, a better, person um Mm -hmm. and how does someone be a better advocate so these things don't happen in your opinion
0: yeah so i mean obviously like be an asshole patient but like if you know someone who like has good doctors and stuff like that talk to them um for like menopause stuff you can actually find there's like a registry of like people who are like i can't remember what the website is so i could like send it to you and put it in the show notes for people who like specifically specialize in this stuff because let's Mm. face it if you're going somewhere where it's not their specialty or they're not well informed like good luck like it's it sucks that way so honestly i lean on like friends a lot um like other colleagues and stuff like that like you have to because like referral is gonna be the best way for like Mm -hmm. people who like actually give a shit and like are quote-unquote good doctors because some people's like bedside manner and stuff is brutal Mm -hmm. like brutal yeah
1: yeah i feel that um so for, let me ask you this. So kind of it's a long, kind of in the same vein for people that are in the middle of that mess. Cause that can be a long process. Like Shelby's was like years, for mm-hmm. example, what are things people can do? Cause obviously people are listening to this. They're the people who are in that position, like whether it be hot flashes or menopause stuff or um, hormonal issues or just so the weight loss isn't happening because they, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some, in your opinion, better practices for, Stuff they're doing right now. Like, cause I have something I've, I've really enjoyed with your content lately. It's been, I love the, the little bit of po- like polarity where it's like, <laughs> Hey, you should be eating carbs right before bed. Hey, you shouldn't be dieting all year round. Like like we teach this stuff in general, but, but it's even more important for, yeah. for menopausal it's or huge. for levels of menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about that.
0: Yeah. So I think first of all, realizing that if you're struggling with weight loss, weight loss is a symptom. Like that's not like a root thing that we need to address. It's what's causing your inability to lose weight. Like that's Mm. the more important question to ask. And yeah, it's gonna be hormones or you've got gut health stuff, but most of the time that's caused by something else also. So like just getting the HRT isn't gonna make you lose weight right away. Like that's not how that stuff works. So a lot of it is just like taking inventory of your life and realizing how freaking stressed out you are. Like stress, I'm a believer, is like the 99% cause of like, literally everything that we're experiencing like if you think about it we have all the crazy stuff happening in the world all the time whether it's like wars and all that kind of stuff we have financial stress the economy's not great um, there's relationship stress you've got kids stuff go 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 work is crazy like people are like oh I'm managing it well it's like no you're not like you might think logically you're dealing with it well but you're not like what you're dealing with is like You're like that frog or lobster or whatever the heck the analogy is like boiling in water. Like the water gets hotter and hotter and hotter hotter, but you don't realize what it's doing to yourself. And then we're trying to push ourselves by eating less. And we're trying to do all this crazy exercise. And it's like, how do you think adding more and more stress to something isn't going to cause your body to like implode basically? Mm. Like it is. Like if you're not sleeping enough, like there's all of these things that we don't realize that we're in such a worse position than we're actually in. Because the whole hustle culture is so glorified and go, go, go. And like, someone has it worse off than me. So, like, I can't actually be that stressed. And it's like, it's all relative and what your body's like used to. Like, so that stuff matters. Like, I'm at a point now that I can't even have pre workout without having like an anxiety attack at the gym because my stress tolerance is such trash.
1: Meanwhile, I can like, I could take a gram of caffeine effortless. I'm just kidding. I can't Um. (laughs) honestly,
0: like Taylor could tell you like the last three times I've ever had pre workout, I have left the gym in tears where I'm just like, Uh. I don't know why I'm so anxious. Then I figured out it's the pre workout, but it's like,
1: yeah, I think people don't realize also, um, they were talking about it at the conference too, that, um, that, that trying to lose weight, like being in a calorie deficit, doing all the things is a massive stressor of itself. I think people Mm -hmm. are oblivious. They don't realize that. Like it can fuck with your nervous system, staying in a deficit under without any issues, like without Mm -hmm. being menopausal or or whatever that it can, it it alone is a stressor, let alone you've got all of the stuff going into menopause, Mm -hmm. um, or excuse me, whatever hormonal issues that it's this massive stressor and you shouldn't stay there all the time.
0: Yeah, no, like being a calorie deficit will decrease your thyroid function. Like no matter who you are, um, you're going to see changes in like your hormones that regulate appetite and hunger, like and satiety, like. You're going to see all of these changes that are happening anyways. Cortisol is going to go up. Sex hormone production is going to go down. So before you could handle that stuff, before you hit perimenopause and menopause, because you had a ton of these hormones. Mm -hmm. Now you don't. So like now you're so much more sensitive to stress where you don't realize. Some women are like, I don't know why. I'm like crying over the stupidest little thing now. It's like, yeah, because you don't have the stuff to buffer. And if you've been in this stress state for so freaking long, your body can't do it like it can't
1: so will you talk about that because I think because one of the things that that the the talking about let's say stress in particular because like we all know it's like stress doesn't magically store fat otherwise we would all be fucked but it does (laughs) cause all these other issues Mm and that can make fat loss really fucking hard but a lot of people think that like like the thing I hear a lot is people go oh I'm stressed at my job my kids my whatever And they sign off on the idea of ever losing weight ever again. Mm -hmm. They think it's like how like people say, oh, uh, sugar stores fat because of insulin. like, it's not that cut and dry, but people (laughs) act like um, stress is that way. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. if I'm stressed, fat loss is hopeless and it's not. But Mm -mm. stress does all this other stuff on the body. Um, So talk about that.
0: Yeah. So I'm very well aware that like most people, most people cannot. um... (laughs)
1: Uh, The the one on the the, the far, far left, the other thing. Yeah. The one you you didn't grab. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So so for most people, you can't remove some stressors. Like it's not possible. You can't like magically get rid of everyone in your life that causes you stress. You can't magically have all your financial stresses go away. You can't change what's going on in the world. Like you can't, you can't deal with all those. Like You you can't get rid of them. Like they're always going to be there. So it's learning how to buffer stress through nutrition which like, honestly, a lot of people who are very stressed, you can eat a lot more food because like your body needs it because you're in a high stress state. So therefore, if you actually get yourself to where you need to be like nutritionally, you can lose weight at a significantly higher caloric intake. So it's just like learning how to manage stress through nutrition is like your number one, your number one buffer Mm because you can't get rid of it. So how do we do it? Usually it's more carbs. So if you're more stressed out, fun fact you guys have some pasta (laughs) this is your pass
1: yeah it's i mean if you think about how much just I mean, just hunger alone like i like i don't like you get hungry jared or hangry jared or like it's it's bad like you know uh, not just physiologically but emotionally and like conversation like my brain doesn't fucking work like none Mm -hmm. of ours does um but i I think people will forget that but then they're so convinced that a thousand calories is it or 1200 calories are it um and i'm not a like a 60 year old menopausal woman i'm like a 32 year old hate that 32-year-old today, right? today, 32 year old healthy male today today yep. today it's
0: birthday today everybody i'm gonna make people say happy birthday to you at the steph and i today. are <laughs> steph and i are
1: speaking at an event today um, at the exact same time we're on a panel i'm gonna and, make it a big deal and steph is gonna <laughs> ruffle the feathers apparently it's gonna be great yeah, it's gonna be um, awesome <laughs> but um uh where was i going with that um uh oh but but like a thing that we have happened a lot in coaching and this is not a disclaimer for everyone but i've been known like me and my team have been known to double calories and and like get people lose like 40 pounds so it's it's a dope headline like how to double your calories and lose 40 pounds but for people like you and me it's just it's physiologic but mm-hmm. people are shocked i'm sure your people yep. go through this too where they've been indoctrinated a diet culture and hustle mm-hmm. culture and all the things and then they go from 1200 calories to 2000 mm-hmm. and they're losing weight and feeling better and mm-hmm. sex drive is back and energy yep. is up and they feel like they're doing something wrong they feel like like they're getting away with like murder that's yeah and then the they self-sabotage yeah
0: and they're like no this can't be right it can't be this it's easy. too good to
1: be true yeah
0: we get that all the time like i feel like i'm doing something wrong because it's easy i'm like that's a good sign like that's yeah. good that's a really good sign but I have women that come in and they're wanting to lose X amount of weight. Like I have uh had a podcast come out with one of our clients and she talked about she actually gained weight in the program, two pounds, but she's down like pant sizes, arms look great. She's like super pumped to have like biceps. Yep. Like she's like, she looks so good. Like she looks like she would be lighter than where she was when yeah. she first started. Um so like Honestly, like the scale doesn't mean anything anyways, but like I have a lot of women that come in and then they're like, they start feeling so good. They're like, I am sleeping through the night. I have energy. Like I'm pooping every day. Like I have (laughs) never felt this good. Like I thought I felt good. That was garbage. Like I feel amazing. And then I have women that don't even want to go into a fat loss ever. They're like, I feel so good let's just focus on building muscle. I'm like, perfect. And then in the end, they end up like getting like losing inches and stuff. But like, we don't ever actually go into like a calorie deficit because we don't need to. Yeah. Which is uh, like amazing. Yeah. Look better and never have to cut your calories. Uh, yes.
1: Well, and I think people forget too, like like when you brought up that, right they're when they're in the po- point where they're like, this is easy. It should be harder. I feel like I'm doing something wrong or getting away with murder. And they sabotage because subconsciously the pattern of sabotage, how it works from a neurological level, it only comes in when we're doing well. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, it's like clockwork, I do well, and I fall off. I go, You think that's a fucking accident? Yeah. It's literally like the human condition of sabotage is like that thermostat on the wall where if it's right now it's set at 68, because I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but if I left that window open and the room heated up to, to 75. It would kick on to cool the environment back off but so many people's re- like their their identity and their beliefs around this stuff mm-hmm. is a uh we'll say a 68 but then they they heat up and they're losing weight feeling great then it's because they never adjusted their internal yeah. thermostat they're like wait no this can't this too could be true and then they sabotage it back to, to down here well
0: and the environment makes such a huge difference yeah. because like imagine like i have a woman right now that's trying to like convert everyone to like eat more food and stop fasting and i'm like don't worry about it like they're they'll do it when they're ready like you just lead by example and she's like it's so hard not to want to like go back to that because like they're all doing mm. it but she's like i'm trying to tell them how good i feel and like they're they're not willing to do it i'm like yeah but that's because what they're focusing on is wanting to lose weight and right now you're just like we're healing everything yeah. and like you're not seeing this magic 40 pounds in 40 days bull crap that yeah. you like see all the time right so it's like I'm like, when you start seeing the physical changes, that's when I'm like, oh shit, I should have done that. But like, you're now you're seven months ahead of them, and yeah. now they have to undo everything they're doing totally. now. So their journey is going to be significantly longer than yours. So I'm mm-hmm. like, they'll they're not going to do anything or like ask you about it until they see the change that they're sure. like chasing, because like for them they're like uh, energy whatever i just want to be skinny like that's literally yeah. the mentality which sucks right
1: right 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 so what are some of the so one of the, some of the uncommon worst practices for a woman in menopause middle aged <laughs> i know there's like a laundry list but like the there was a lot well, like cause, like there were some that like I, I, I didn't even know i didn't know um that certain things were extra bad for women in menopause like i like i it was news to me that um, fasting was a mm-hmm. big no-no for women in fat loss mm-hmm. um like, you know, like it makes sense, but I didn't know it was like a major issue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I assume just if the, if their numbers are correct, like it's not that big a yeah. deal as far as timing, but you're like, no, fasting's fucking you up. So talk about all that.
0: Yeah, so with fasting, like, can it work for some people? Absolutely, if you are like in a good position, because fasting is very stressful on our body. Like, it is, it's a stress. It's going to increase your cortisol levels. Like, there's a study that just came out actually that like showed it's like associated with like negative cardiovascular metabolic um outcomes if like fasting uh once you're like in menopause uh, which was super interesting i'm like yes my son finally published this it's trendy right
1: now like everyone's like fast everyone should be fasting it's gonna make you live longer and kill bad cells and yeah. it's like like the, well there's
0: faster way to weight loss right like yeah. that's the big thing that's going on right now but it's funny is i have all the a bunch of the faster way to fat loss coaches messaging me for stuff and i'm yeah. like uh, I don't know how I feel Bet about this. the <laughs> <laughs> I will convert you.
1: That's right.
0: Um, but yeah, it's a stress it's a stress on your body. And the thing is it's like women during perimenopause and menopause, like they're all doing cardio, they're all cutting their carbs, they're all eating too low calorie, they're not getting enough protein in. It's going to be really hard to get all those things in if you're only eating in like an eight-hour window. Mm. Plus like muscle mass, like once estrogen goes down, we have such a hard time building and maintaining muscle because that's uh, an anabolic hormone. It helps build muscle. So when when that's gone, we have a really hard time putting it on. Um, And then like low-calorie state, low-carb state, body and like cardio, like those things are going to double whammy, break down muscle. Fasting also does that. So it's Mm. like... Then people are like, oh, like I'm losing weight, but I don't look good. It's like, yeah, because you're just, you're actually withering away. (laughs) Well, and you're literally actually increasing your body fat percentage because Mm. like you're losing more muscle. Um, And like studies show that like fasting more than um, 16 hours in women is going to result in muscle loss, 12 if you're going through perimenopause and menopause. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, just, just each, honestly, like when people ask me questions, I'm like, are you eating breakfast? So like, no, I'm like, okay, just start there and they're like i don't want to i'm like literally that's step number one like mm. if you're not willing to eat breakfast and just focus on eating a meal in the morning like i don't know that i can help you
1: um one thing i, I don't remember it was a piece of content of yours i don't know if it was you on, on someone a clip of you on someone else's show or if it was your show um but you were talking about um sometimes you have to force feed yourself in the perspective yep. around that so talk about like you if you're not hungry whether mm-hmm. it be perimenopause menopause um you may have to force feed yourself
0: yeah and it's going to take time um because like our body adapts to the signals we give it right and that comes with hunger our body is very cyclical um in terms of like if you eat a regular regular time you're always going to be hungry at that time so if you're not haven't been eating breakfast for years like yeah plus cortisol is also going to mess up with your hunger too um for some people if you're in a high stress state either you want to eat everything or you want to eat nothing like it's Mm. one or the other right typically for people Um, and it's going to be tough so like start small um, and like with calorie dense foods, people are like you're you're telling me to eat calorie dense foods. I'm like I'm not telling you to eat a donut for breakfast, even though it would be delicious. Like just
1: donuts and eggs. Let's go.
0: <laughs> but it's like just start small. I'm not asking you to have like a 500 calorie breakfast right off the hop. It's like you know what? If all you can muster is like a handful of nuts to start, I am happier with that than if you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Then as your appetite starts to come up and we get those calories up, appetite will come up with it. And this is where people panic. They're like, holy crap, I woke up. I am so hungry, Steph. And I'm like, this is the day we dance. Like, yes. Be excited. You made it. Like, this is what I want to hear. Like, you should be waking up hungry. Like, this is, that's a good sign. So, but it's going to take time to get there. And like, people get panicked feeling hungry sometimes, especially if you've been fasting for a long time, because you're not going to feel hungry. Mm -hmm. But it's like, just start small and slowly increase. protein obviously is going to be like a tough one because it's so filling. So that sometimes I almost like just get people to focus on other things to kind of get that hunger cue up. And then we start putting in the protein. Um, but again, same with fasting, like if you're eating in an eight hour window, like how the right. heck are you scram, like cramming 150 grams of protein in your body? Like it's hard. That's, that's a small, like you're just eating the whole time.
1: Yeah. Not let alone, like for most, for most people, that's going to make their gut all yeah. sorts of upset like I mean exactly. that, that's that's a lot for most people to have in that kind of window I don't uh, know how people do like it, eating honestly. that much chicken or that much anything like that's, that, that that's a lot I mean I feel like you would have the most upset stomach bloated constipated. yeah you would feel like
0: garbage because
1: like not just the protein but then fiber and then veggies and all, all the things and what like yeah. it, it's just I feel and like the, the people
0: who like because now people understand protein is so important for muscle yeah. mass and metabolism and all those things and blood sugar and all that stuff which is like really good but Like, they're like, oh, man, like, I just, I don't want to stop fasting, but I cannot get my protein in. And I'm like, you know why? (laughs) Because you're missing an entire meal in your day. You could solve that problem by having breakfast.
1: Mm, But people are just,
0: people are just so scared to eat breakfast. Yeah. Like, so scared to eat breakfast.
1: Now, do you think, now for you, just curious, Mm -hmm. um, obviously for menopausal, menopausal stuff, it's important, but do you think it's important for everyone on the planet? Or do you think it's just mostly for um, menopausal conditions?
0: Uh, menopausal for sure obviously but it really depends on the person and like like your stress levels your lifestyle if you're able to get your nutritional intake when you're fasting Mm -hmm. sure but like then I'm like questioning are a lot of those foods processed so they're easier to eat in a smaller window Mm, like because then you have like the food quality talk there too right because I mean if you're gonna eat like let's say 2,000 calories in a day in eight hours I mean if you're crushing chips you're probably gonna make it right but I mean if you're focusing on 80% 80% whole foods like you're having like some rice and chicken and broccoli like you're gonna have a hard time choking that down
1: truth yeah 100% like if you're living like let's say 80 20 yeah unless like it's all dates and avocado or something yeah like, if like
0: all you're eating is like nuts seeds like you'll like I'm avocado olive oil from the handle or yeah then, <laughs> then you might be able to do it but I mean then you're not gonna hit your protein goals yeah right so totally. it's just like so that's where I start to like question because if you're fasting getting an answer like how much are you like utilizing like your protein shakes your protein bars your like juices or things Mm -hmm. like that just to get the calories in right so it can be pretty tricky that way um and plus i'm like you guys food's meant to be enjoyed anyways like Mm -hmm. why are you like like that's a huge part too it's like let's figure out what you like to eat and let's just spread out during the day like that's fine
1: i love that i look down i can't believe it's been almost an hour we're like 50 minutes in right now i feel oh like this goodness. went by like that this has been dope thank you again for doing this of and making course. the hall over here i appreciate it
0: fun you did manage to make me cry
1: i so. bucket list shit right there <laughs> taylor's like respect let's go
0: <laughs> now he sees me cry a lot uh, i'm actually a pretty emotional person <laughs> yeah okay thanks for just like
1: all right let's bring jared down that's right um where can people find you with all your goodies Yes.
0: Yeah, so on instagram at i'm uh stephanie dot vital no vitality oet dot stephanie i always put it backwards it'll be
1: in the show notes for those that are yeah. like what the fuck did she yeah. just say vitality
0: <laughs> oet dot stephanie um, and then on Facebook, I'm still Stephanie Fusnick cause I haven't changed my last name legally yet, but it will be Crass Weller at some point. I do. Go You're not Stephanie making, Crass y'all Weller, are making the
1: names know, any easier.
0: I know. Like <laughs> it's just, you know what? It'll be in the show notes cause I'm just going to freaking confuse you guys. But I do have a podcast, the metabolism and menopause podcast. That's, that's a good, that's a, that'll never change. Yeah.
1: I love it. No, <laughs> that's a safe no last names in that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a safe bet.
1: I love it. Good stuff. Well, thank you again, Steph. Yes.
0: Thank you. We will talk
1: soon. And we are back. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the podcast. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this interview with Stephanie. Um, I'm telling you in person is a whole different vibe and is so much more fun. So um, I do have some stuff before you leave. Number one, be sure and subscribe if you haven't to the show. Number two, if you haven't left a review in, this is helpful. Please leave me a review wherever you're listening to it on number three, reach out to Stephanie, reach out to Stephanie, tell her that you heard her on the show, um share screen grabs and screenshots um and post it on your socials and tag both of us in it. That way we can reshare it and everything. Um, And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not quite sure where to even get started with all this stuff. I have a bunch of free resources for you. Number one, if you have not gone through my fat loss checklist, mini course, it's completely for free. It just goes through your email. You go at your own pace kind of thing um, of but it's a mini course. If you haven't gone through it on how to, How to go through weight loss the right way Without it being so friction filled Then definitely hit the link below and go through That if you are not part of my Fat loss simplified facebook group you need a Home base in a community too often Going through this journey we are we feel alone Like the husband doesn't get it your kids don't get it Your friends are like crabs in a bucket and it's Just like you kind of feel alone and don't have the Right community so having um, Having a group of people around You that are in the same boat as you that are all moving Towards the same goal is really helpful And inside this group I put a lot of training and trainings, a lot of resources and a lot of content that is some of the best that I put out. That's going to help you get to where you want to be. It's completely for free. So be for, be sure and join that at the link below. And then finally, if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where to get started at all. Like, I don't want to have to think about this. I've been trying to do this on my own for too long. I need accountability and you're just ready to get to where you want to be. You can also apply for coaching straight from the podcast because with with this kind of thing with coaching, we're very picky and choosy who we work with, but because you're listening to the podcast, you have a very special place in my heart and you're a higher call or a higher caliber person when it comes to this stuff. Not everyone's going to sit and listen to an episode or a show called dieting from the inside out Like you're you're my kind of people just the fact that you're on my show alone So I value that so you can actually go right to our calendar from the podcast show notes If you just go to the description you can schedule right on our calendar and that way we can see If coaching is even a good fit or not, but otherwise that's it. Thank you for tuning into another episode. I appreciate you I love you. I'll talk to you next week